that, I will remind everyone out there to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Uh, very important thing for you guys to do. Also, we uh, you can get some merch from us, including this 2020 was hell in a handbasket patch. What? Check it out. If you don't have that, you got to get this. So if you need to get it, want to get it, it is on HankStrange.com. Also, if you're interested in the Gun Nerd shirts or any of the other shirts we have, those are at Ballistic Inc. And there's a link over there that you can find that. All right, that being said, I am going to jump into everything here and throw my guests up onto the screen. And I'm going to smash the open button and start this going. Welcome back. To the Hanks All right, make situation. sure you guys subscribe Watch to the time. channel, Something smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we're live, and we are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there, because we are going to do this. Uh, big shout out to Franklin Armory for sponsoring the podcast. I appreciate those, uh, the guys from Franklin Armory, for supporting us here. Um, you know, make sure you guys are smashing those thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff as you as you're coming in here. This is episode 696 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Our guest is Liberty Austin. There she goes. Throw her up on the screen. Hey, Liberty. Guys. Hey, Liberty's joining us here for the first time. Also, we have Joanna Latina Locked and Loaded joining us as well. There she goes. Um, fighting her. A little bit. <laughs> fighting right. having some technical difficulties. Yeah, she's fighting the camera over there, but hey, we are here and we will soldier on. Um, Liberty, we do this thing called jazz hands here. It's kind of like a tradition. This is how, you know, okay. I mean, you've seen jazz hands, right? We're trying to take it Am back. Am I from doing the, it right? Let me see. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, there you go. You're doing it right. Absolutely. Okay. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> we're taking it back from the terrorists. We're taking back jazz hands. All right. We're live. We're doing this here. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the show, Liberty. Welcome, Joanna. How are you guys? Pretty good. Doing great. Great. Uh, everyone have a good uh, good new year. Liberty Austin, how was your new year? It was awesome. Awesome. I okay. got some really awesome fireworks. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, do, do you, you know, do you enjoy the fireworks? I do. I like doing them myself. Oh, okay. So that's always fun. Yes, absolutely. We did a big, uh, like fireworks show, jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> in, um, in Ingram, Texas. Oh, okay. Oh, Texas. Okay. So there's yeah, no, so took- yeah, there's no restrictions. I'm guessing in Texas on firearms, right? Uh, not firearms, excuse me. Fireworks. Uh, fireworks. Yes. It depends on where you are. No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, um, Lola's telling me that there that uh, there's a massive crew of Rolando over there. I guess trying to fix whatever's going on with Joanna's camera. All right. So listen, let's do this while Joanna's getting that stuff worked out. How about you introduce yourself to my audience? Tell them you know who you are if they haven't heard of you. Uh, if you haven't heard of her, you can just Google Liberty Austin with the, it's instead of a Y, it's an E. I'll start there, but you can tell the folks all about yourself. That's right. Um, so I'm Liberty Austin and I am a social media influencer. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and a gun advocate, gun lover. Um, I've been on kind of doing this for about five or six years now. And so, um, kind of where my journey has taken me um and i kind of i just enjoy what i do as far as advocating for the second amendment and just hopefully teaching women out there that it's okay to carry and you know 
Mm-hmm. Not all gun owners look the same. So absolutely, absolutely, that's very true. Kind of my message out there. Right, right. Um, um, ha- go ahead. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. So, what what got you into this? You're from Texas, so I don't know if you grew up in Texas. <laughs> Were you born with a machine gun? <laughs> <laughs> born and raised in Texas, mm-hmm. and um, actually not. I don't have like. My, I'm Hispanic, so the men in the family were more the ones that, you know, do the guns and the hunting, and the mm-hmm. women were kind of not allowed to because it's just not a girl thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of broke the mold in my family, and I was the first one to pick up hunting and guns. And so um, I didn't grow up with the background, which a lot of people think that I did, but I actually discovered it um, later in life and started to really appreciate it and love it. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of where kind of my childhood was. But, um, the reason I got into guns to begin with, um, as some of you may have heard, it's, um, I was the survivor of a crime. Mm -hmm. So I actually had somebody break into my apartment and, um, it was a serial rapist. The guy, you know, broke in and, Mm -hmm. um, raped my sister. Um, it was very traumatizing Obviously, I still struggle with PTSD because of that incident Mm -hmm. um, to this day. And it was a a while back. Um, And basically, that's what kind of led me to firearms. Firearms helped me survive. They helped me sleep at night. They helped me feel safe. And so that's kind of where my journey started um, with my passion and my love for firearms. It's just really something that I need. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel safe. I can't explain it any other way, but it's just something. It's a part of me. So, Right. Um, th- there's yeah. a couple of things in there. I don't know if Joanna has any questions. I, w- I did see um, a little bit of what you're talking about on, let me see, I, th- I think it was NBC. So if anyone, if like I said, if you guys want to Google Liberty, Google Liberty, you can do that. Um, and yeah, there's a there's an NBC article uh, video. It's called Ready, Aim, Post, Inside the Life of an Instagram Gun Influencer. And that's on NBC News. And I was looking at that where you where you were talking about uh, what happened to you guys, unfortunately, there. Um, and so you're saying that this was kind of a way for you to uh, bring back maybe control and empowerment to your life after this. Because uh, I think you said that the time when that happened, you just kept waking up at that time after that, right? Yeah, same time that he broke in is the same time I woke up every single night. Mm-hmm. And um, just recurring nightmares, you know, everything that goes with PTSD, the anxiety, the depression, the ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, highs and lows. Um, it was just really difficult to get myself back on track. Um, you know, medication sometimes is like really hit or miss. And sometimes mm-hmm. medication makes you worse than mm-hmm. the symptoms actually are. And so while I did take that route for some time um, in the long run, that just really wasn't working for me. So I had to find something to help me cope and deal mm-hmm. with the anxiety and the fear, the PTSD. So um, hunting is actually what did it for me. Hunting. I felt okay. like, um, you know, my power returned. Mm-hmm. just felt empowered. Like hunting is just an amazing experience outdoors that you, you feel resourceful and you feel powerful because you're doing something um, at the same time for conservation. You're, you know, you're doing something outdoors, but it just, it really restored me in many, many ways. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. So you didn't just, uh, 
So when you got into when you got into this, you didn't this uh, horrible thing didn't happen, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go get a handgun. You got into right. hunting instead, and that was kind of your gateway drug to the rest of the freedom that comes <laughs> along with firearms. I'm guessing. Right, because in my family, firearms really weren't a you know a thing, a positive thing, and so hunting was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I learned about fire firearms was through hunting. And like from the very first time that I went on a hunt, it was, I was hooked. I was addicted and I just immediately felt a difference. And so then I graduated, like you said, a gateway drug mm-hmm. onto, um, firearms, my self-defense firearm, et cetera. So okay. I still remember my first one. It was such a big mistake. It was an S and W, um, 22, which I would never, ever carry a 22 now. But, you, you know, oh, you, that girl, was your every, that was like your carry? Okay. <laughs> that was my very first defensive gun because I made that first typical mistake that girls make, which is, oh, you know, I want the smaller compact gun. Mm-hmm. And I would never now use a 22 except for plinking, which I love to do, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, not to say that someone can't defend themselves with a 22. I think, you know, listen, you probably, you, you could, right? Um, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You should, but you know, this, you, you might want something want to, bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, um, big my attacker. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, if you were down to, because we have that conversation from time to time, right? If you're down to like, what's one firearm that you know for survival, the zombie apocalypse? I do actually think a 22 would be great for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say to Joanna, let me just cut this off real quick because I know some people are asking us, Joanna, stop fighting it. You cannot fight what's <laughs> happening to your camera. <laughs> I just switched to a different camera and still did it. Yeah. I'm giving up. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I would say stop fighting it. There's something going on with uh, Joanna's camera, guys. It's uh, weirdly doing the same thing that Rolando's camera was doing the last time. So I'm thinking that it's not on my end. Um, but regardless of that, there's no point in, in, uh, in fighting it. I think, you know, we could have a great conversation going here. Outside of that, because, you know, Liberty, as well as telling us what happened to her, unfortunately, you also said that you're also Latina, you know, Mm -hmm. so we've we've got and that was I didn't know that. I'm just discovering that now. So not only is it it's kind of ladies night, you know, except for me. (laughs) Invasion of the Latinas. Yes. Uh, what, What flavor? What flavor Latina are you? Flavor Latina. So uh, Mexican and Spanish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you got into firearms. Uh, you got into hunting and stuff like that. Eventually you got into carrying handguns. You said you, you started out with a twenty two, um, as a lot of people do. Just maybe they don't like the bang or whatever. They think, you know, this, this is what I'm going to carry. What did you go to next after that? Okay. So I went from the ex- two extremes. So I went from 22 to a 45-1911, so it was like completely opposite. So now I've landed somewhere in the middle and I'm at like a nine millimeter, which I love nine. Um, I have to carry a Glock, a Glock 43. So I've landed in the nice area, I feel like. Um, and nine millimeter is good with some really good ammo. Yeah, so yeah, I actually, um, I carry a Glock 43 myself. Um, how is, cause uh, Joanna, what do you carry when you're? Uh, I carry, well, with pocket carry down in South Florida, because mm-hmm. um, 
when I'm not wearing shorts, I'm wearing scrubs. Mm-hmm. So I tend to carry a 380. I, I carry a Ruger LCP too. Okay. All right. So how is it, uh, you know, you guys could probably talk about this. This will be interesting for folks out there. How did you find it easy or difficult to figure out how to carry? You know, in terms of holsters, all that kind of, you know, where do you carry on body, off body? You know, like Joanna's mentioning, uh, you know, she's wearing either shorts or scrubs. How was it? I'm still struggling with it. a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. How how long have you been um, carrying? So I got my concealed carry license um, 10 years ago. And I carry every day where I can legally carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that changes. It fluctuates. Like, I hate to purse carry because I hate, you know, what people say about purse carrying. And I agree to an extent because sometimes your purse can get away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I do try to carry on my person, except for those times where there isn't an option but to carry on my purse. In that case, I carry a type of purse that's like a crossbody. So it's glued to me all the mm-hmm. time. Okay, more. So di- I've had to learn, like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways you can mess that up. So it takes some time to kind of find what works for you, for sure. Yeah. Were you going to say something there, Joanna? No, I was going to say it's been, uh, it's been years and I still struggle. Well, I mean, I think that's like the eternal thing where you're looking for a better holster mm-hmm. or I don't know if it's just me. <laughs> I feel like I keep buying holsters and I'm like never satisfied um, so I'm always looking for the next best holster. So I think holsters are always a thing for everyone, like everyone, mm-hmm. male or female, right? Because here we can say we can, you know, we didn't ban, we didn't ban like mother, brother, sister, you know, <laughs> men, women. We didn't ban all that nonsense like people are doing out there in the world these days. But I think it's always difficult for gun folks to do that, and and guys have a tough time too, but. It seems to me like it's it's even tougher for women. I know Lola has a tough time with that. You know, how come there's no, like, what's the holy grail? Uh, this is a question I would ask you guys. If you could snap your fingers or wave a magic wand or something and have the perfect holster, what do you think, it w- or the perfect way of carrying, what would it be? I'm not I really have sh- a few that are my favorites. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it, go for it. I have, I have like three favorites of mine. It depends on how I want to carry. Um, my favorite, um, my favorite carry is the stealth gear. It's just super comfortable. I love it. I also have a Tactica fashion one. That's a little bit nicer leather that I can wear. And it's very comfortable. Um, but I have a few favorites. I've managed to find some pretty good ones that I love. I can't complain. Like, and I want it. I want an outside. If I want to you know, carry, um, open carry, then I have Galco. Um, mm-hmm. I have a Galco one that I absolutely love, depending on what I want to carry, whether it's a revolver or my, you know, 1911. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 10 years, so I've I've pretty much have found, like, what works for me at this point. Okay. I don't know if I can make any improvements on that, but I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the best part, I think that my favorite is probably um, leggings, like legging carry. I love that. I do that, like, at least three times a week. Okay. So. Okay. What do you think about that, Joanna? Um, I'm still, I think it's just what I wear is uh, not very conducive or my body type is not very conducive to carrying. Um, so my, my whole office knows I, I carry. And uh, whenever I get something new, I'm like, can you see it? And it's usually like, yeah, we can all see it. So mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised. <laughs> 
<laughs> belly bands. Like I thought belly bands would be a really good answer for scrub life and it's not. Um, I don't know. So I'm still, I'm still right now for, for scrub life, at least I'm still pocket carrying in a sticky holster or something along the lines of that. Um, yeah. have you tried leggings like Liberty's talking about? Have you well, I mean, I, it's gonna be sun. too hot in so, Miami. So, like, if I'm wearing this extra, then mm-hmm. definitely not. But um, I do, I do like the uh, like the corset ones um mm-hmm. for the colder weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, no, I just wear you know a utility clip kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that's been what I have. And then I'm I'm trying to see if I'm I'm still on the fence about the uh, flashbang. So mm-hmm. it's just I'm not I'm not extremely well endowed so today <laughs> right yeah um you know maybe they need to add extra boobage to the flashbang are you familiar, are you familiar <laughs> well that's the thing because like i'll wear a lot of um bigger shirts so i don't even wear tight shirts anymore just because then i can just carry comfortably so i've really learned to dress for for it blazers are my favorite i wear blazers like almost all the time and mm-hmm. that covers it too you just kind of learn to dress for what mm-hmm. you want to do yeah. You know, you kind of have to sacrifice the tight dresses and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, well, so that's where I was eventually going there. I'm glad you brought it up before me. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is that women like to wear tight dresses, tight jeans, tight shirts. Everything's tight, you know. And so for me as a dude, uh, it's a lot easier. I have what I, I, I uh, refer to as tactical fat, you know. So people don't even want to look at me in the first place. <laughs> so, you know, and I could wear baggy stuff, but um, I know that it's just, you know, it's obviously stylish. I, I don't know. I, I, we could have that debate of whether or not women dress like that because it's stylish or they feel better or whatever. I think it's a combination of all those things, right? Um, and I definitely don't want to see all the women in the world dressing in baggy, frumpy clothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that will take away something uh, from the world. But that is kind of you. You somehow have to change. You know, there's things that you, you have to change when you start doing this. Yeah, you can't have it all. You know, like yeah. caring is so important to me. It's worth the sacrifice. So I'll just dress to mm-hmm. be able to carry my pistol. Yeah, I mean, unless someone's going to make like a real super flexible gun that just bends and forms. You know, perfectly. Did, did either one of you guys ever try? I think it was uh, the Taurus Curve. It wasn't. It wasn't that awesome. But did you ever try that thing? Uh-uh. Never heard of that. Did, yeah, it kind did, of. Did it have a, a curve too? Yeah, it had a kind of, of curve. Yes. Yeah, it had a kind of curve. Um, I don't know. That didn't really go anywhere, though. You know, uh-huh. your your camera magically fixed itself, Joanna. I don't even know really? what the yeah. Right now, at this moment, Let's see how long <laughs> at this moment, um, what would you, what Joanna, what did you, I don't know, because if, if you guys really, I think that the, the uh, thing that I'm looking for, I don't know if I got that answer, what would you do? Have you ever thought about this? Like, what is the thing? Because we can't change the gun. What can we, you know, or maybe we can change the gun. What do you think is the solution? For for carrying? Yeah. Tinier guns. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I have tinier the gun uh, right now, but um, mm-hmm. that seems to be fitting right now. Uh, but obviously, it I shoot better with bigger guns. Um, I, I do shoot well with my 380. I love that gun, but mm-hmm. um, obviously, 
it would be better. I would love it if I could carry something else. I mean, Rolando walks around with uh, one of those, like, he's an IT guy, so he can mm-hmm. get away with the uh, the little backpack. Mm-hmm. So he walks around with a folding, you know, carbine. Um, yeah. You know, you never know. But that's know. still like a purse. It's whatever. still like a purse, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a backpack, too. But it's still, it's off-body, right? Like, as mm-hmm. Liberty was saying. <laughs> I, yeah. I would think it would be cool. I mean, there's uh, obviously negatives to open carrying you're not really stealthy you know you're a target mm-hmm. um but it would be really cool if it ever went back to like the wild wild west era when you just walking around with it on your hip um i do love when you know when you're on the range or when we are so and it's like you just have it out and it's more comfortable mm-hmm. um but yeah it's you know i was watching i forgot what movie we were watching or what tv show and it was it, you know the, the typical, oh, my God, they've got a gun thing. I, I think I've mentioned Bless this before, and it's like mm-hmm. everybody freaks out. Um, mm-hmm. So it's still, I don't think that's ever going to be a thing, uh, especially with our culture where it is now with guns, mm-hmm. where it's going to be totally socially acceptable to walk around completely just, you know, open carrying all the time. Yeah. What do you think about open carry since you're you're in Texas and Texas has got open carry? I mean, that is a really easy way, right? You could be sexy. You can wear tight dresses. Fashion will not be locked out of the equation. What do you think? Right. Well, first, I have also um, uh, I I wear cowboy boots like Mm -hmm. almost every day. And I have um, this. My Simpson ones have a little pocket for for a gun in it they're made for a pistol and i carry my derringer in there too so there's like a lot of ways you can carry that's easy mm-hmm. you just have to kind of work at it but um to joanna's point with the open carry i do feel like there are some places i won't open carry because if there is actually the potential of a threat mm-hmm. like for example inside of a crowded area then i don't want to be singled out but if i go like to country towns or if i go because i'm always like in different hunting towns and stuff I, I open carry because it's convenient because I'm usually on the ranch. And so I don't want to have to keep tucking in and out. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just have it open carry. So if I you know, head out to a restaurant or to the store, then I'll just leave it out. But it depends on where. Mm-hmm. Like in Houston, I live in Houston. I would not open carry in Houston. Okay. It's just too many people, like Joanna was saying, will probably be yeah. screaming. Yeah. You, know. you want the element There's of surprise. Yeah. You want the element of surprise of something or, you know, if something goes down, you don't want people to maybe try to turn the cards against or turn the tables or something like that against you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want that advantage for sure. You want to. Yeah. Everybody know that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think um, someone said, who is it? By the way, shout out to Captain uh, Captain Sergeant Peterson's more than just fishing. Shout out to him. He's out there. He says gun pods. I'm not sure what he means by gun pods. Uh, you know, some pods that are floating <laughs> around us with guns. I don't know. Or like I was looking at Machete the other day. You guys ever saw that movie? Machete. Anyone Has anyone seen that? It's a terrible movie. I haven't seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mach- yeah. In there, um, what, I forgot. I think it's... Uh, um, What's the name of the actress that's in Fast and the Furious? She's a, the Latina actress uh, in Fast and the Furious. Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, I think she was. Was she? Yeah, she was in there. And then um, there's the. Oh man, I'm trying to remember. She's like in a. There's there's a, another woman that was in one of those sitcoms. Anyway, she had the booby guns. In this movie, and I thought it was hilarious, which we've seen before, like fembots. 
And then she also had the, you know, the the dude's business gun. I don't know. I don't want to offend Liberty. We just met on the thing, so. But appendages <laughs> that dudes have. There was She had one of those guns, <laughs> you know. But what? The You know, the dude appendage. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to hint at this, Liberty. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to hint at this. Yeah, she had both. She had both. Let's just put it that way. She had both sets of equipment that were guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to look for that um, for a clip or something from that movie and show it. So I don't, I don't know. And then micro guns, like someone said, like micro guns are getting terrible. I think there's a lot of like the single stack guns and stuff like that are designed for smaller hands. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to necessarily work for all women, but typically women probably do have smaller hands. Um, so I don't know how far like designing things uh, in, in that route is really going to help, right? Because if it just keeps getting smaller and all that, it's getting less effective and, you know, less accurate and all that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I will look, I will, I will look for, I will look for this footage, but Lola put a question in here, she says, did becoming a paralegal uh, move you into the 2A advocacy space? And, and Brick says, Sophia Vergara, that's who I'm looking for. Sophia Vergara is in that movie. I'm going to find it and show it to you guys here uh, in a second. But yeah, so, so did becoming a paralegal, how did that help out? Or how so did that I've change been things? paralegal, um, that's been my trade. Oh, you um, always have been? Uh, yeah. Okay. And so actually where I work now is the best of both worlds for me because mm-hmm. it gets to be a paralegal and I work in the legal field, but I'm also in the QA industry. Um, okay. so I work for a company called US Law Shield. And what we do is legal defense for self-defense. And we help people who defend themselves basically fight their battles in court. Um, a lot of people believe that once you shoot somebody in self-defense that you're just going to be like, okay, pat it on the back and handed a trophy, but that's really not how it works. So um, the company that I work for helps people navigate through the legal issues. Okay. All right. So yeah. um, do, do you want to, are there any questions in that vein, Joanna, that you, that you would like to uh, know? I think everyone should get some kind of, there is a U.S. Law Shield. Uh, I think there's a, a um, yeah, USCCA. The, you know, I think if you're going to do this, you do want to think about what happens when you have to actually defend yourself or even other things happen. So I don't know if anyone has any questions have, in that. Uh, I have U.S. Law Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they did a presentation back when I did my um, concealed carry course. And... Um, guy they had a representative there and he told a bunch of uh, stories um that really was like for somebody who was kind of new at this you know i I think it's really uh great to hear those things especially as a new concealed carry uh holder um you know stories that happen in real life where somebody's defending their store and then they get turned like turn around and then the uh the people who were breaking into their store and you know they defended themselves against they ended up suing um, suing them. So things like that, crazy. Um, but then you actually see it on TV. Like I saw, I don't know what it was. It was uh, a young man was breaking in, caused a crime, and then he got, um, you know, the, the, the homeowner or the business owner defended themselves. And mm-hmm. they, the news station actually interviewed the, the perpetrator's family 
and they were crying because I guess the guy got shot. Yeah, I think that um, was in Miami or something, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you hear the family going, oh, he's a good kid. Uh, you know. Yeah, he was just trying to get clothes for to go to high to go back to school, go back to school or some crazy. Yeah, and right? and the the spin was, you know, shooting the break in, the the person breaking in was too much, and that was the sentiment that the story ran with. So mm-hmm. clearly, it's it's you know, sometimes it's not depending on what where you live. It's it's the law is not really on your side for self defense. Um, a lot of states don't have castle doctrine. That too. Yeah. Um, how, so, what I um, from what I've heard from our attorneys um, in Texas is that the lethal force has to be proportionate to the threat, so or the force has to be proportionate to the threat, and mm-hmm. so it's so important to have um, like U.S. Law Shield because you can actually call your lawyer and ask these types of questions so that you don't ever get yourself in a situation where you've seen something online or you've seen something on TV and then you automatically assume that's okay. Um, But like Joanne was saying, every state has different laws. And so what's legal in one state may not be legal in another. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why it's so important to have the facts and to have a direct link to the facts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think here in Florida, obviously we, we do um, we do have stand your ground, and so that case that Joanna was talking about was here in Florida. We have stand your ground, but that that doesn't mean anything. Everyone's going to try to sue you when something happens, right? Yeah. Especially if it becomes of note, if it becomes a story, and the media starts following it, you're going to have to deal with this. And you do want to think about these things. I, I don't think any of us are trying to sell you guys anything right now, but. You know, this is something you want to think about before you get there, because when you get there, you don't know if everyone's going to be able to ride to your rescue at that moment. Go ahead, Joanna. Sorry. I was going to say, even if it's if not criminal, um, you could also be sued in the court of like civil Mm -hmm. uh, civil court Mm -hmm. and be held uh, financially liable for damages. Yeah. And things things could just happen like we were talking about clothing and printing and, you know, what you feel comfortable with. And and then we could just get deep into that to like, you know, is it legal to actually to print or to accidentally flash someone? Right. You know, there's there's all these different things. And if you get into a situation, look, let's be honest. Not all police officers out there even know the laws. Even though they're that's charged correct. with enforcing them. So, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And one that's really interesting right now, especially it's probably relative to our time period right now, is these um, these riots and such. And if you're in a vehicle and you're being attacked, and, you know, you're just driving through an innocent bystander, you know, there's a lot of laws that people are not aware of. They think they can start shooting through a window. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's not, you know, the best way to go about it so mm-hmm. there's lots of seminars and stuff on our website um if any of your listeners want to go on there and there's lots of questions that can be answered by actual lawyers okay uh, for topics like that yeah so i don't know if there's anything else in this vein that um that that folks would like to get into here uh 42 chilled says austin equals the new cali <laughs> uh, oh yeah for sure yeah well because everyone's moving there's out of there so right many. Mm-hmm. Everyone's That's moving right. from Cali to Austin, and uh, bringing a lot of that with them. So, um, so let me ask you something for the folks out there. I think you said that you're on Facebook and Instagram, right? 
if, if those Correct. folks out there want to see what you're up to, what you're doing, they can go over to either Facebook or Instagram. What kind of stuff do you do there? I noticed in that video, you, you said you're an influencer. You, um, you know, you said that here. Uh, what, what, what do you do on your channel? I'll roll in some on your page. I'll roll in some stuff here while we're talking. Yeah, so basically, I mean, influencing, it's just, you know, it's another word for advocacy, I think, and especially when you're, you know, advocating for guns and stuff. Um, you know, I think that that's really important for all of us to be posting about that and talking about that subject so that it becomes more normal in our society. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, on um, Instagram's just kind of where I post, you know, random things. I've been doing it a little less lately, but um, mm-hmm. Facebook is the same. So, you know, you can just can't kind of there and see what I'm up to on Instagram or Facebook. I am on private on Instagram right now, but if you just put in a request, I'll accept it. Um, You just, there's a lot of shadow banning going on for 2A pages and a lot of 2A pages getting canceled. So Mm -hmm. I just went to private. Kind of been limiting what I post. It's weird. I actually noticed looking at your Instagram, I'll just run it in here for a second. and, And this is interesting to me, right? Um, so on here, it says you have, uh, uh, 199,000 followers, but in that article from a year ago, when I looked at that video, you had more. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened? What, what happens is I, I think it's shadow banning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of p- pages that are promoting anything QA are just, you know, being put into the situation where, you know, if you post anything, it gets censored anymore, mm-hmm. uh, gun related. So I stopped hashtagging everything when I started to notice, cause mm-hmm. like from day to day, it was just dropping, but it wasn't making sense with my interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, you know, the people would tell me you're shadow banned. You can't even look me up when you put me in the search engine at certain mm-hmm. times. So I just chalk it up to, that's just what they're going to do to try to suppress our voices further. Do you There's know? also this weird thing that happens on Instagram where um, I've seen articles about this where they actually start Instagram starts removing followers and mm-hmm. they're not even aware that they unfollowed you. This actually happened to me where somebody unfollowed me and then they didn't even know they did. Mm-hmm. It was automatic. Like So that might be something that they're doing targeting your page to starting removing followers and the followers might not even be aware. Yeah. I yeah, think that's highly likely. That, like, right? I don't see, I don't see your numbers going down, um, you know, naturally on their own, right? So, I mean, obviously, you're you're aware of, of social media, and there's people who stop following you or whatever. But typically, there's people to stop following you, people to start following you, mm-hmm. right? But you could just tell all of a sudden overnight, all these people went away, and you didn't do anything terrible. <laughs> exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, do you think that d- did the did doing um, that thing with NBC News, did that help or hurt, do you think? And what did you think about it when you looked at it? Um, so I actually had the NBC NBC um, reporter like follow me around for a few days, which was really weird. Um, and I was wondering, before I did it, um, you know, I consulted with a lot of friends and, and just people that could tell me whether or not they thought that was a good idea, exposing our community in that sense. But, um, after talking to several people, I realized that, you know, anything we can do to put out our message is very important. So although you may go onto some kind of a news show or whatever and talk about 2A and they might be spinning it or whatever, 
there are going to be people watching that do get affected by what you say. And it does make a difference. And so me mm-hmm. talking about what happened to me as an incident, um, it's important to me for healing, but also I want women to hear that story because a lot of women think that's not going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So overall, I felt like that was a positive experience. Um, I got a lot of feedback. Uh, I got asked to do interviews like all over the world after that. Um, but mainly it was because of the focus of why I advocate for guns. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like just because randomly I want, you know, I just picked it up one day. Mm-hmm. Truly, it makes me feel very safe. And so that is why I do advocate for it. Yeah. So I thought that it was, it was positive overall. I didn't get too much bad negative feedback on that. I think um, that no, – so here's the thing. You know, no matter what we try to do or what we do in those things, they're always going to try to twist things in their way. But they're pretty much controlling media outside of this. And and in a lot of instances, as we're saying, the same kinds of people or the same people control this. By this, I mean YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, any other of your traditional social media out there where you have these social justice uh, folks doing their thing. I think you did a good job. Even though in the beginning they were trying to make it look like, oh, you know, she's just cute. She's and getting she does, paid to yeah, promote guns. Yeah, and she's getting money yeah. for doing gun stuff or whatever, but they couldn't. It's like the, if they could have edited your story in real life and gotten away with it, they would have. But the reality of what you said, you know, when you talked about what happened to you, that hits home to people. And there's another yeah. thing. There's another thing in there that also hit home to me. They said... Uh, or they had an expert on there, and she said that because you're doing this kind of stuff, it's making it tough for them to go after uh, guns, to do, to go, to to have, you know, try mm-hmm. to implement gun control because you're normalizing it. Well, Correct. Yeah, that's, and I was like, yes, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> you know. So what what do you think exactly. about that? Exactly, and that's mm-hmm. why we have to we have to keep voicing it. You know, no matter what, to anybody. I feel like that will listen because then we're going to end up with situations where they are stripping us of our rights. And it's too late at that point. So speak up now is Mm -hmm. when you do it. So anytime I get an interview request now, I don't care. I've had one from like, gosh, Pierce Morgan. How do I, you know, that's a very liberal. I knew that was going to be a total attack on me, Mm -hmm. which I chose not to do it after all. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, we have to do our part. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is doing our part, speaking up. Yeah talking about it yeah i think we just have to run that risk go ahead joanna i can say it's really important to i think we mentioned this one time when we were talking i think um when i was on with edgar that the necessity to humanize um and using unfortunately emotion um as a means of communicating communicating how important it is um and some people don't like to do that they feel like it's a weak tactic um the left tends to use that tactic more, you know, um, for instance, they use emotion against us, uh, for gun control. I was watching the Super Bowl last year and they ran an ad, uh, every town ran an ad where it was a mom talking about her son getting shot. He was a football player in high school. He got shot and it was very tear jerker kind of thing. Um, and it just uses emotion to say, okay, you know, this is a great reason for gun control. Same reason we can do the same thing. Things happen. People's lives are, are at risk when they don't have their Second Amendment right. Um, and 
you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about using emotion as as a defense for the Second Amendment, but it's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that you do as well, Liberty. It's incredibly, it's the most important thing to, um, to th- as human beings, that's that's our buttons, right? If we talk about, absolutely, it's the reason why the media is doing what they're doing. And for sure, there's, there's horrible things that happen to people, that happen to families, but there's worse things or equally as bad things that happen to people and happen to their families as, as happened to you, that if you don't have the ability to defend yourself, there's going to be more of that. So Absolutely. Why, you know, why do we try to stop this like this? OK, this young person died. Why is that? Is it they did they just die because guns exist or did they die because of what kind of sneakers they were wearing or because all the kids in school now want to be drug dealers instead of being doctors or lawyers? You know, what is the reason why that happened? You know, and we don't examine that. And everyone just ignores the fact that there's uh, there's an incredible amount of violence out there happening to to folks, as happened to Liberty, and they want to they want to be able to defend themselves against that. Absolutely, and um, it's everybody's right to do so. It, it's those people who have never had this happen to them that can easily just say, "Oh, we never need a gun. We'll never need one. It's violence or whatever." Um, until you have a knife your throat you know you really can't say anything yeah um yeah i remember i did an interview with a with a french reporter um and she i knew it was going to be a spin and i did it anyway because again i was trying to voice my opinion and she said i said you're telling me that if i go out right now to the alley and we get mugged together you and i that if you get attacked you don't want me to defend you Mm mm-hmm and she said, well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, what are you saying? Because they don't really think through that process. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was just, but it's killing, but it's killing. And I'm like, that's, she says, so it was, in her opinion, it was so offensive. Guns, the fact that I use guns is so offensive to her. And when well, I what, what that is that person going to do to you? What if that I mean, that person has control of your life. It's not just, you know, it's people believe like, oh, if I give them what they want that's it mm-hmm. nothing else okay um, they can't imagine the horrifying rape and abuse that they're going to endure and how awful that is going to change their lives forever yeah absolutely so. absolutely you never want to first of all your your property you have the right to it <laughs> and that other person doesn't they don't have the right to it. So let's say when we're talking about your money or whatever it is they want to take from you. But when they have control of you, yes, you have to, that to look at. But also, so for example, here in, in Gainesville, Florida, where I'm at, recently there, w- there was a guy running around robbing people. And he went to a beauty salon and he took one of the young, uh, not a beauty salon, beauty supply place. And he took one of the young women that, um, that worked at that place into the back, I guess, to get money or whatever and shot her. You know, and when people were telling me about that story, I said, yes, I remember growing up in New York City where when uh, people robbed places like that, like fast food places and all that, and they took folks to the back, that was the end of you. 
right? You, yeah. didn't, you didn't come right. back from that. Once you give someone control over you, what, what makes you think they're going to stop at just taking your shoes or your, your jewelry or your money or so? They can do whatever they want to do to you. You know, it's, it's the whole right. idea that you do, if you can't defend something, you don't have it. It belongs to whoever can uh, take it from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I have a a young daughter and, um, I can't imagine somebody, you know, putting, being in a position where I can't protect her. That's Mm -hmm. terrifying to me. Um, and you know, just because you carry a gun doesn't mean that you're, you're going to get, you're going to get out of that situation every time. But I kind of feel like I would rather go down fighting and I rather feel like I would have a chance to save myself versus like what you were describing. This completely helpless feeling of that, Someone has control of you and they're going to not only kill you, but humiliate you in the worst possible way before mm-hmm. you die. So it's, it's, it's horrible. It's really horrible to think about. Yeah. Um, they're the ones who need to worry about what the person that they're attacking might do to them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they need to worry about that. So many instances. One, we talked about this a few months ago. There was a model in Miami. She was, a, she was like an IG model. But but they try to rob her house where her whole family was in the house, right, mm-hmm. including her kid. And these guys came in there and, um, and and started shooting and stuff like that. And luckily, she was able to actually shoot back and scare those guys off. Everyone's OK. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. That you know, was really good. Absolutely. That's the way it's supposed to be. But most recently, there's the discussion of um, is her name Bobart Bobart, the uh, the congresswoman that said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to carry. And then Democrats were like, well, then we're going to uh, cancel this law that allows you to carry, you know, in, co- in Congress. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, why does why doesn't she why doesn't everyone else have the right to defend themselves? And one of the things they were trying to say that is dangerous for you to do that. But yeah. she's she's definitely not the first person to carry in Congress that laws that, you know, it's it's uh, an exemption from the law, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I guess it's lawmakers are the ones that are exempt from the laws actually prohibiting people from caring. And they're the ones who are, are allowed to, um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure she's not the first one to carry in 53 years. I've never had issues. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was, mm-hmm. why now, why now is it that people have an issue or, or those 21 Democrats had an issue with it? when this has been around for so long. And I really feel like it's because we now have people coming forward and running on the platform of, you know, gun rights 2A. Um, Her and I don't know, there was another one, another um, politician and who just a freshman who also ran on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's it's they're trying to, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, that advocacy doesn't work and that people are being like crapping on these people. Like, are they really going to be able to do anything? I actually have seen um, some responses on Twitter about what she did, that it was not really doing anything for us. You know, the the greater, you know, um, constitutional rights for the rest of us. She's only concerned about herself. But I I disagree with that. I think she's bringing attention to uh, the Second Amendment and carrying. And I think that's really important as well. But I really feel like right now it's like we're finally sh- shining a spotlight on this, and that's why they're pushing back so hard. Mm-hmm. And why why is there an ex- why does there have to be an exemption 
so that she could protect herself. What? And then the Democrats are like, well, you know, we're going to get rid of that exemption that allows you to protect. Why does it have to be that exemption? Why are they acting like, uh, you know, only the D.C., uh, you know, the con- congressional police or whoever can defend people when, when a few years ago we had several congressmen that were attacked? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. cops, you know, even with these guys who are supposed to have protection, it took time and they and they got hurt and they didn't have, you know, they weren't able to uh, fight back. Right. My, that's my understanding. I could be wrong. I don't know if he, one of those guys there was was armed and able to do something about it. But at the end of the day, these guys are attacked. And if I'm attacked, I don't want to think where's the cop or my bodyguard or something. Where's that person who's supposed to be defending me? I don't want to think about that. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah. Did you hear that the the D.C. police actually, um, 42 children in the chat Mm -hmm. said she made a great video walking. And I saw the video. It was really cool. She's walking around and Mm she's talking to the camera and telling the story of what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, because she was walking around with her Glock in the video in D.C., and that's illegal to do so, Mm -hmm. um, the D.C. police actually um, put a statement out that they were going to interview her, talk to her about that (laughs) because it was illegal. Yeah, it's it's a silly, crazy thing. So let me ask you this, Liberty. I think we, we've got we've got like, uh, you know, we've got maybe uh, 12 minutes or something with you. Have you ever thought about running for office ever crossed your mind? I have not mm-hmm. because I just think it's this is a lot of BS and mm-hmm. I really don't I don't have the patience for it. OK, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, simply put. <laughs> Okay, I understand that. I, I think a lot of us, when we think about it, we think uh, it's almost a worse word than influencer to me, which is one of the things I was going to have a conversation <laughs> with you. Like, politi- let me see. What's worse? Politician, influencer. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> you know, and definitely. I don't mean to say that like as a negative thing about like I find that influencer has has this negative connotation because people feel like. And even when I was looking at that thing, people feel like, oh, do, even in the gun industry, that means I can just give you money and then you say you like something. And that's not really what it means. And so it's been kind of like co-opted or it's been given a bad name because people believe that that just means that you will do anything for money when that's not really true. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not the case. And I think in that particular instance with NBC was they were trying to portray the model who, you know, posts pictures of her thong and gets paid mm-hmm. to post tea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that person's making money and they were trying to make it look like, Oh, look, this is mm-hmm. a horrible, um, thing that people are making money for with promoting guns or whatever yeah but, i mean and the thing yeah. i want to say about it first of all everyone in, on the face of this planet needs money everyone has a job you know everyone uh and and t- in today's world being in social media is completely different from what it was even when i started doing this um i was having just as to, to give you guys an example i was having a conversation with my son who's 21 years old, he's in college and he's, you know, he wants to become an actor. And I was talking about what is he going to do when he gets his degree, which is supposed to happen soon because, you know, I don't want to keep paying for him to go to this school. And he was like, oh, well, you know, what I really want to do is I'm going to do my own thing. And uh, he's into comedy and stuff. So he's like, you know, I'm going to have a YouTube channel and do this and that. And I was looking at him and I was thinking to myself, when I was your age, if I try to tell my parents 
that I'm going to make a living on this thing called social media, they would have laughed at me or kicked me out of the house or something like that. And now you're telling me this, and I can't even argue with you because that's what I do. So I can't even say it. And I think that every that like we're living in a world where everyone um, or a lot of people are doing this, right? But there's all these other folks out there who do things. You know, it's okay if you're if you're selling Nikes. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're an influencer and it has to do with Nikes, even though kids are killing each other over Nikes, that's not a problem, right. you know. But if you are someone who, for you, for whatever your reasons are, you believe in the Second Amendment, you're into firearms, and you do things about that, you are somehow corrupt because you're making money from that. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the point they were trying to make, right? And it was like I said it in that interview, too, is that, you know, I would I do it for free often or I would do it for free all the time. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's not it's not mm -hmm. about money, mm -hmm. but my time is valuable. And when, you know, there are companies that do want a certain service, I'm a professional as well and I have a full time job. So it's not like something that I can just go and do without putting my time and energy into it. So, you know, I think that like with anything, you just have to be like you said, passionate about something and really do it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. um, it so happens that if you're in the gun industry, you know, um, I like to think that everybody takes care of their own and that's kind of how it is in our industry, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough debate sometimes to have, but I think that um, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time uh, with the firearms industry, the direction is going with women. And this is me coming from a dude. I admit it. You guys can, you guys can, uh, can probably have more to say about it. I think it's good. The, the facts are, the facts are there's more women buying everything in the world, right? Women are, are in lots of cases, more professional, getting hired more, making more money, um, have lots of reasons they want to defend themselves. So when it comes to firearms, there's a lot of that going on. And so the industry obviously says, okay, we need to get, we need to get uh, women in here. But there's a lot of massive misconceptions sometimes of the way that they go about it. But it's good that they're doing it going in that direction. And then maybe as they're dealing with women like yourselves who have their reasons for doing this, if they actually listen to you guys, they can do this better and and actually make a better product, you know, and not just do it for the sake of, oh, women buy this or for the dudes like, oh, look at these beautiful women. You, you should buy Absolutely. whatever gun they have. And then you have a firsthand account of how that product actually works from a mm -hmm. person that actually understands and knows the industry, knows guns. Um, so, yeah, it's very valuable, yeah. I think, especially for people who are trying to buy a product and they want to know if that product is any good. Yeah. Do you find that folks are actually listening to you? And, and you know, obviously you've gotten a, a more success at this. Do you find that it's that there's more listening going on or what, what's your what's your ideas about that? Well, I do know that when I first started doing this um, five or six years ago, there weren't that many females that were doing this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can I still know of the kind of the original ones that. I saw when I first kind of came into this, but I think that probably that small group of women that started this five or six years ago, who started to put it out there is the reason why we've had so much of an explosion mm -hmm. um, with women on IG doing it. Um, and so I do think that people listen. I do think that people um, 
want to relate to other people who have the same values and, you know, the same beliefs. And so, yeah, I do think it's effective. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. What do you think, Joanna? Um, I do think it's important to, for instance, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I, um, I have not been into guns as long as some of the people watching the show. Um, mm-hmm. I started carrying in 2018 after Parkland and I have been shooting maybe casually before that for probably like eight years. Um, okay. so I really got into, and I was off social media for most of that. I really got into seeing the people who were advocates and gun people, gun tubers, um, probably like around 2018 as well. And the women that I saw advocates and otherwise were the ones that actually kind of pushed me towards this. Um, I always talk about the second amendment rally in 2019 being like the big push for me. And it was seeing people like Gabby Franco and other women that I related to up there talking about their gun rights that really made me want to like get outside my shell and come forward and be hopefully inspire other women to, you know, pick up a gun, get training, get their concealed carry license. So I definitely think it was um, very important for women, those original women too, to like lead the way for other women to feel more comfortable because it is a man's world primarily from what we've seen uh, primarily before. Um, And it is, you know, a boys club and it's thankfully people like Liberty that's um, opening those doors and making it more comfortable for us to be like, hey, we have a place here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, to, speaking to that, um, Joanna, was that like when you probably started shooting, when I started shooting so many years ago, there wasn't tactical clothing for females. There wasn't even hunting clothing for females. I had to go shop in the little boy section for hunting clothes. And because I think we've all made such a big stand, the females on IG and social media, which I think has been very important, we have had a lot of new products and there's a lot of things out there, great products for women because of that. And so I think it definitely has changed. It, it certainly inspired me in the beginning with seeing my role models and, and how they did it, but also how we've all evolved. Yeah, it doesn't and, happen. And now it, we have so many women. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Lots of people... Uh, put in work, you know, some, it, it, it just starts with people maybe going in the direction, even if they're just doing it for like, hey, we'll make money because it looks like women are buying stuff. Um, as as they start going in, the, in that direction, you start getting better, you know. Let me just pull up this stat. I know we don't have a lot of time uh, with, with Liberty here, but I did want to show, not a stat, but I did want to show this article um, from Brownells, uh, our friend Ryan Rep, who's been here on the show. He was on Fox News talking about increased gun sales don't fit the caricature of the typical owner online firearms retailer uh, says that's the headline here, and and Brownells is the biggest I think online retailer, and um, in here let me see. Um, he says uh, Rep compared his sales to data from NSSF, um, the Trade Association for Firearm Industry that tracks uh, background checks, and basically it's saying that um, their sales, based on their sales, forty percent of new gun owners are women and African-Americans are the largest growing group with an increase of 58% from the uh, from uh, the year before, right? So you're having uh, more and more women as time is going on, more and more people of color getting into this, more and more Latinos. I, I say that you always had everyone involved in this. 
But you're seeing more and more people like coming out and saying, yes, I'm a gun person. You know, yes, I'm into this. Yes, I want better clothing. I want this thing, that thing. Um, you know, I, I think as the stats here get more and more clear, you're going to, you know, you're going to see this uh, getting in a, going in a more defined definition. But I think at the same time, the media on the other side, they're still pretending that this is just like, oh, it's only some uh, old white dudes, you know. Mm-mm. Who lives? And I think women are like that too. You know, mm-hmm. I think we see other women doing things, mm-hmm. um, brave things, bold things, and we want to do them too. Mm-hmm. It's like it just it spreads. You know, it, it's it's definitely like that with women. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, Joanna, but I just kind of see. You know, if there's something else that you see another woman doing, and you're like, I can do that too. So yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. That article doesn't surprise me. Yeah, um, you see that in um, in in media in. Um, movies what were the most the some of the more popular figures um female figures in fiction it was Katniss with uh, the Hunger Games mm-hmm. and we had a whole slew of generation of little girls who wanted to get to archery um I, I with uh kids and teenagers on medical camp and I'd never seen so much interest in archery and also we do um we have like a BB range before mm-hmm. it used to be like they'd be dragging their feet to try to get to that event um, at, during the week. And after we saw that, it's like, oh, that was so inspirational. And we also had that Disney movie. What was um, the girl with the red hair with the bow and arrow? Was oh, it Brave? Brave? Yeah, Brave. Yeah, Brave. So we're definitely seeing a, a change in, you know, what little girls and, and teen girls are looking up to. And it's women who can defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what? We could get deep right. into this conversation. There's so many uh, things out there. Rodney Brady is saying uh, blacks are buying guns uh, because many are scared. It's not just about the 2A. I, I think a lot of people get into things. Just um, uh, just to quickly touch on that. A lot of people get into things because of fear. That's what Liberty is discussing here. But mm-hmm. fear gets you into it. But then when you start, as you get into it, not everyone, but a lot of us, Start thinking, why is this thing here? Why are these rights here? Oh, pe- there's people going after these rights. We have to advocate yes. for it, right? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me was, you know, um, with having anxiety and PTSD and all the symptoms that come with that, there are laws that, you know, can prevent people from owning firearms if you take some kind of a medication to help you with symptoms that you got from being attacked. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely ridiculous to me, which is why I am against any red flag law, any at all. I do not believe in the slightest bit of gun control because of that, mm-hmm. because somebody can disarm me because I have to go seek medical treatment. And that to me, is just it's absurd. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, we could have a we could have a deep conversation on this. I know you have uh, a limited time here with us. By the way, Down the Barrel LLC is here. He's uh, been commenting. He took a little swipe at me. He says, Hank, even when you were little, dial-up wasn't even invented yet. 
That's that's uh, <laughs> that's from Dave. Um, and yeah, then, that's my buddy too, down the barrel, David. <laughs> yes, Dave actually uh, suggested to us that we should that you know we should get you here on the show. So shout out to him for coming on. And he says, and I'll make this the second to the last thing, then we'll let you go. He says, um, how do you think Georgia will affect the people in the long run? Do you want to comment on what's going on in Georgia before we get out here? And 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 um, Joanna and I will talk about this uh, after. You're gone. We won't talk bad about think, you, but we'll talk about this. <laughs> I think anytime any state is unpacked like that, we all have to stand, take a stand for it because it could be your state next, it could be anybody's state next. So we do have to get behind Georgia like a unit because it, it can happen anywhere. And so I definitely think it's very important and it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's a really big day, and I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tonight, I mean, I think we're getting stats coming out tonight, right, Joanna? Yeah, we're already right. seeing tonight. Yeah, twenty uh, percent um, in. Twenty percent are in. Okay, so we'll we'll get into that. Wow. One last question, and then and the, and then we'll let Liberty go. But hopefully, we'll get her to come back here. Um, Lola wanted to know what's your outlook for twenty twenty one so far as the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, and then what thoughts do you would you like to share with the folks out here before you get out of here? Well, I mean, the first thing that made me think of is with our, you know, if we are going to go into the 2021 with a new president, is that they're going to strike hard with trying to take our gun rights. And that's going to happen really quickly. Um, So, I mean, I'm trying to have a positive outlook just as a human being and as a Christian. Like, I have to think, okay, I have to try to put politics out of my mind and focus on the eternal and not the what's in front of me, but it's so hard not to, because, you know, I really just don't know what's going to happen. And honestly, it's just, it's very, um, it's very disturbing to think what could happen here in just the next few months. Because I know that if they do get in office, that they are going to make a big stand right away off the bat. You know, I agree with you on that. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. I think a lot of people have like a weird anxiety about this and they're almost chilling out right now. Stuff that was going on with the ATF has been pulled back. Um, There's a lot of things happening. Even the social media platforms are kind of like chilling out. Who knows what happens after January 20th? You know, this could all get really crazy really fast. Uh, What what do you think about this, Joanna, before we let uh, Liberty go here? Uh, I've had a lot of anxiety about um, what's going to happen after January 20th, because um, I know a lot of people are riding on hoping that tomorrow will change things, but I'm kind of being pessimistic. I feel like I can't let my hopes get up again, um, you know, after the election. So I'm kind of being pessimistic about it. And But at first I was being very... Before the election, I was being very like, if, if Biden wins and, 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 you know, Democrats have their way with the Second Amendment, pretty much eradicating it as much as they can, um, you know, it's, it's going to be over. But I, you have to look back and realize how far we've come and realize our power um, and not give up. A lot of people are being very pessimistic about that, giving up and seeing advocacy doesn't work, but it does work. And you can't stop now. If anything, we are going to have a rock star year. We're going to work harder than ever and we will stand up to it. Okay. Yeah. Ultimately, I think we that's ha- good advice. Stick to it. It's, yeah. it's hard to even think your vote can count ever again, which is kind of the first thought that I had was what is the point? And I, I went through that cycle as well, but 
Joanna's right. We just need to keep advocating, keep speaking up, and keep doing it. Absolutely. We have to be a thorn in the side to the left. Yeah. If we if we if we get so apathetic that we give up mentally, then they won already. Yep. Yep. Right. So that's the way to look at it. Liberty, right. I don't want to hold you. I know, you know, we, we've we had you for a limited time tonight. I hope you had a good time. I hope we can get you to come back on. Absolutely. I had a great time. I look forward to coming back on. Absolutely. It was yes. a great conversation. Thank you both. Thanks, Joanna. Absolutely. Yeah, thank uh, you. What do you want to, where would you like the folks to go and follow you and all that kind of stuff before you get out of here? And Joanna and I are going to continue. We're going to talk about the elections and stuff like that. Where would you like the folks to go, Liberty? Absolutely. Go to Liberty Austin with an E on Instagram. And I am private right now, but I will accept your request. And also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I don't really do Twitter a lot, but I'm trying okay. to get better at that. <laughs> Are you but on any of those alternatives? Are you on the alternative stuff like uh, Parlor, etc.? I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am on Parlor. I just got on that not too long ago. All right. Yeah. Go follow Liberty on Parlor as well, guys. Thanks so much, Liberty. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you, guys. All right. You're welcome. Good night. Bye. Yes. Atomic Bull says have her on again. We definitely will have her on again. Uh, Joanna, it seems like you got, you got your stuff worked out with your camera. I'm happy for you. I don't know if you know what you did. <laughs> Probably not. It, had, it has a mind of its own. It yeah. decided to start working. Yeah, so. absolutely. Big thanks to Liberty out there for coming on. I've never met her before. And as I said, Dave from Down the Barrel suggested her. She seems really awesome. Um, so I'm glad she came on. Hopefully we get her to come back on here in the future as we go into this year. And, uh, you know, we continue uh, fighting here. So do you do you have anything, um, a- any news out of Georgia right now? Yes, Joanna? I have uh, two different sources pulled up. I have Politico and I have uh, the New York Times. New York Times is, re- is reporting. Unfortunately, uh, Warnock is 52.3 to Loeffler is 47.7. And, mm-hmm. But this is only with 29% reported in. Right. And... Asif versus Purdue. Asif is at 51.8. Purdue is at 48.2. Okay, let me see. I think I could pull this up. I mean, these are the same, you know, I'm very wary about all these stats and and all that kind of stuff, right? Because this is Google and we know where these guys are at. But this is what it is. And I think that there's kind of been um, a, a fight over, you know, Georgia is one of the places out there where there was a lot of corruption, and there obviously continues to be that. But, you know, you, you've got even the Republicans, some of the Republicans that are leading. Uh, well, I don't want to say leaders. They're politicians, right, in Georgia, including the governor, that are just, I don't know, I don't trust those people. And I think one of the things to be done in Georgia in the, in the, in the future here is to get rid of the, uh, of that Republican governor that's in Georgia. He's, not, he's no good. Um, and there's a lot of other corruption and stuff going on there. Now, this is early. Hopefully, everything turns around. It goes the right way. But, you know, um, the other side has sunk a lot of money, a lot of time, lots of energy. Um, and I'm not sure if our side is as activated or as enthusiastic about these things as they should be. Um, I'm going to ask Joanna how she feels about all of this. I kind of like I'm hoping for the best. But at the same time, I have to look at reality of the political situation in Georgia, what happened in the past, what's happening now. 
um, and just what's happening in the country where we're kind of getting railroaded and, and spoon-fed lies. And if we say that it's lies, then we get punished for it. So what do you think? Well, um, I agree that the uh, Republican or conservative side may be feeling a little salty. Um, I have heard this a lot where people didn't even want to. Now, there are a lot of people who are very enthusiastic about it. Um, you know, there's been a lot of 2A people that were going door to door. I know Tim Knight was uh, doing door to door, you know, just going, I guess he get he would get a list of people who might be uh, receptive to mm-hmm. having someone come to the door and try to encourage them to go vote. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane Muller was doing that as well. Uh, others were doing that. Um, GOA and, and other 2A organizations were very active in Georgia in the month uh, upcoming to the election. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of resentment in the conservative side of politics when it comes to what happened with the election. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that we'll, you know, we'll see that with the what happens with the Republican Party coming up. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's going to either destroy the party create in the party or, you know, I personally would pray that we would get a third party um, mm. or at least the Republican Party breaking up into two parties because there's a lot of the old guard who doesn't actually stand up for what we should be. Um, or they say, supposedly, you know, um, a lot of Republicans do not actually support the Second Amendment the way they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's the, the Republican parties. Uh, yeah, it's we've got a two party system. I think that's the biggest you know, part of it. And then libertarians, I don't know, man, they need to get serious or, or get out of the way. Yeah. Um, That's the way I feel about them. My so. personal belief on that is I don't think the third party will actually, you know, gain traction uh, just because of, you know, I've, I've seen that the two party system is, is built to suppress a third party. But mm-hmm. I do hope that, like I said, the that the actual GOP will have its own internal revolution and, you know, create something um, different out of itself. Because right now it's just you have people like Rolando and I who feel politically homeless right now because I can't call myself a Republican. I can't. So, like, I think I know I'm technically a Republican because I registered with the Republican Party. Right. Um, I feel I'm more of like uh you know, I, I don't know what category to put myself in. I'm a more of an independent thinking person. You know, I, I I don't care what people do, but I think there should be small government, less laws, that kind of a thing. I think there's a lot of us out there. One of the problems is that we're not all willing to, you know, we're just going to complain about the, the, the politicians. And then we're not willing to do that ourselves. So if we're not willing to do it, if it's beneath us, And then the guys out there who are looking at like, oh, this is a great way to make money. That's who's going to do it. And then they're going to be corrupted. So we're like we're trapped in that, you know. Mm. So at some point, uh, you know, we we've got to if we really want to figure that out, we have to decide exactly what do we want to do about this. And we can we can take over a party, whether it's a libertarian party or the Republican Party you know, we can do it, but it's it's going to be on each person's honor once they actually get in there to to be who they said they were going to be or who they said they are. Right. Um, and then it's on all of us to figure out, like, are these people, you know, 
are these people real? You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think I saw Down the Barrel. By the way, Down the Barrel, Lola's been trying to uh, get in touch with you. So you need to respond to Lola. She's been trying to get you back on the show. Um, I saw him asking if we think, he says, uh, could this create a civil war or will most people submit? What do you think about that? The next 48 hours are going to be extremely telling, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I've gone back and forth. Uh, I've said to Rolando, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think it's just going to work. We're just going to, that's my pessimistic side. It's just going to keep going on. There might be protest, um, but it'll end up being Biden and the Democrats taking over and bad things happening. However, um, that all depends on, on tomorrow and what happens, whether, you know, people put their big boy panties on and um, if, if Trump actually and Pence actually do what they said that they're going to do, um, it could lead to a civil war. It could lead to secession. It could be really messy. It could be, you know, people dying and, and for, for their freedom. Um, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be, I'm just on like pins and, you know, waiting at the edge of my seat to see what happens. And I think mm -hmm. the first shoe dropping is going to be tonight with Georgia. And I have a really bad feeling that it's going to be, um, Warnock and it's going to be awesome. And that's going to put us in a really bad spot. Yeah. You know, so, so traditionally these kinds of runoffs are supposed to go for the Republicans. That's mm -hmm. traditionally without everyone paying attention to what's happening here. But lots of people are paying attention. And the other side, they have a bigger army. They have more money. They have more resources, more weapons, however you want to put it, you know, um, and they're and they're out there doing stuff. And I think the Republican Party is a little different from that, even though there's been people out there trying. I know I, I went out and spent some time with the um, IV-88 guys in Georgia, and there's lots of people other than them that are in Georgia that are out there, that are fighting, that are doing everything day to day. Even Kevin Dixie, who comes on the show here from time to time, he moved to Georgia recently, and he's out there doing stuff, right? There's folks there on the ground fighting. We just don't have the resources that those guys have. <laughs> this this is just the reality. We And the reason why we don't have the resources is not just because we don't own the media platforms or the TV stations or the movie houses or, or, or the newspapers. It's because the folks out there, um, you know, either are sleeping still, not paying attention to this. They're very apathetic. Uh, they don't, you know, there's not really enough support. I'm not talking about the people who are in this chat. I, I'm just saying that there's not enough people really helping to, to do things so that we can overcome the gravity of all the resources that the other side has. And it's even more so today, right? They, if you control the media, you control the social media platforms, you control the technology, everything is tech, and you control the tech that you can make the lies, hack it, do whatever you have to do, and then tell the lies, and then enforce that on people. This is kind of the direction we go in. America's always kind of like been a pendulum swinging back and forward, but I find that when in America, when everything's going really well, that pendulum kind of magnetizes to the left mm -hmm. because people aren't suffering enough to realize how, you know, how much damage they can do 
to the idea of what America really is with all these crazy things that these folks are out there doing right now, right? Like well, I was, you hit, it, you know, you go hit ahead. the nail Sorry. on the head with exactly what you just said. I, I keep seeing these memes about, you know, our, uh, you know, we went to, to civil war over less um, than what we're do, like dealing with now. But the difference is we live differently now. Back mm-hmm. then, you know, it was 17, 1800s, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and life was a certain way. You were, you know, a farmer and you lived in the middle of nowhere and you don't have TV and, and Internet and, mm-hmm. you know, instant gratification, Netflix and Amazon. You need something, you just buy it instantly. It gets there the next day. So Mm -hmm. we don't have like we're so distracted. We have have video games and movies and we live completely surrounded by escapism. Mm -hmm. So the majority of people are not tuned into what's happening. They're not watching podcasts like this. They're not, you know, riveted watching Georgia elections. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say most of my coworkers had no idea there was even an election today Uh, and they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't. A lot, of people, saying, hey, a lot of people in Georgia do probably in don't know. Yeah, a lot of people in Georgia probably aren't aware that there's elections uh, uh, going on, right? <laughs> you there's know? more. There's more hype about the first episode of The Bachelor being yesterday, than in, in some circles, than there is about what's going on today and tomorrow. So mm-hmm. that's exactly the point. We don't. We live in a society where we're way too comfortable to really pay attention to what's happening and the gravity of what's happening around us. And then there's a lot of folks that just believe whatever uh, people, whatever the, ultimately it comes down to if the media tells them this, they just go, oh, well, that's what I heard. People don't figure it out for themselves. Rodney Brady's making a point here. He says uh, they made a push for black votes in the rural areas who gave up on voting. A third of all Georgia voters are from the black rural areas of Georgia. If those rural black voters vote, uh, the um, you know the if they vote more, I guess he put vote plus the A or I guess in Atlanta will flip right will will flip Georgia. Um, okay, listen. I think ultimately, if you're dealing with the facts and truth and no corruption, and you take all of that away from it, and folks vote, and there's more Democrats or people who believe that their Democrats are leaning in that direction, vote in that direction, if that's the truth of it, right? And that flips Georgia and Georgia goes in that direction, it's all good. <laughs> Eventually, what comes out of that, not just for, forget about the country, for Georgia, what comes out of that because those people believe that these people who they're supporting, this is the best way for America to go, then, every, then pe- the people of Georgia will have to live with that. You'll have to live with, if, you looking, if you're looking at this craziness, like I don't know if you saw, I was looking at it last night, um, I think it was on Tucker Carlson, I was looking at a clip from Tucker Carlson of the folks in Congress that now you can't say mother, father, brother, sister. Did you see any of this? Uh, I did not, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, there's, there's this whole thing now. Um, let me see, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. Uh, and I know there were people there were people sending me that. But basic anyway, so basically you can't say all those kinds of things now, right? You have to according to a vote that they did in Congress, you can't say that. And there was a a, a black congressional leader who was voting and he, I mean he was praying, he was doing a prayer, and uh he said Amen and Ah woman <laughs> in it. Yeah. 
And this is how like insane. So here's my thing that I'm going to say to you about that. If you are buying into that insanity and you're supporting it and you're you're pushing that into your world, into Georgia, where you live, when Georgia goes from bad to really, really bad, you know, and like that it's you, then you did it. And that doesn't bother me, right? Past the fact that ultimately we're going to wind up in a situation where it's going to be every man for themselves here. That's where we're going to eventually go because if, if the folks in Georgia are looking at what happened in California where they started this crap or New York City or even Miami and places that are doing that and looking at what's actually happening there and what's the result of all this craziness that these people believe in and they think that's okay, the other places in America can't, eventually you can't bail everywhere out. And eventually Georgia won't be bailed out and it's going and, and, you know, to get flushed. And then all the other states that fall into this, North Carolina, anywhere else, anywhere else, Florida, anywhere that, that believes this nonsense. And because people are living too good and they think, oh, yeah, we, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just pay everyone. Everyone makes everyone gets $50 an hour. You know what? Actually, just stay home. We'll write you checks. It'll be it'll all be OK. This is how you this is how you burn everything down. And then we have to it's going to happen. Either it's going to happen very quickly or it's going to happen, you know, eventually here. And then we all have to live with what we make if we don't take the time to look into what we're actually doing and think about what we're actually doing. So, well, I think it actually has to happen for people to wake up. Um, I that's actually my prediction. I know I was saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the next 48 hours, but I think the left is going to get their way. I think it's going to get bad. Um, America's going to change. And only when we start losing what we had and we didn't appreciate, I think that's when people are going to start waking up and the pendulum might swing back and people might start thinking, hey, this is this isn't OK. Um, but once you do a lot of these things, you can't swing it back. Yeah, that, that's you know, the problem. When, you, when, when in your efforts to, to make young girls, as they grow into women, feel more empowered, you take young boys and you depower them, <laughs> you know, artificially. Because as human beings, we've been going through this from the beginning of time, these struggles we have with each other. And, 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 and it's a very complicated thing that, hum that people want to take and simplify, right? and make rules around it. But when you pull the power away from young boys in, a, in order to make young women feel better, you know, you're, you're doing something that you're going to pay for. And, we're, and we could already see it. How many, how many uh, women do you know out there that are just freaking lonely? That if they look at you and realize that you and Rolando are cool, you have each other to hang out with, that they're complaining. I see it a lot. I see a lot of chicks out there complaining that they're lonely. <laughs> You know, why? Why are you lonely? According to according to these idiots, you don't you don't need a man because it doesn't matter. There is no such thing as a man or a woman. <laughs> but guess what? There's something inside of you, regardless of what you believe, that's actually driving you. And, and you do a woman needs a man and a man needs a woman. Right. So even on the flip side, there's a lot of men out there that are also lonely and like, oh, I'm so lonely. You're making the world. 
You're accepting this nonsense and you're making this world and then you're coming to realize that this is not a video game. That now you actually have to live in this world. And if you can't actually find someone to share the world with and grow with and have a, you know, have a family and have a business and do, do all these kinds of things, if you can't do it, the nonsense these people are spitting at you of how you talk and you can't say amen unless you say a woman and all this nonsense, it's not actually helping you. you know? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm waiting to see at what point women will realize that this is actually not pro women. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. It's just like, well, cause I mean, you're, you're, you're basically deleting women when you, you yeah. know, when you start doing, see, because they can't say, okay, we're not going to say anything that has to do with men anymore. Right. They didn't say they can't, even they aren't crazy enough to think They've tried it in the past and they realize it doesn't work to say anything masculine we're going to get rid of, only the masculine stuff. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to get rid of masculine and feminine. Well, you see it with, um, with fashion, not that I'm really into fashion or anything, but um, a trend that I've noticed that's becoming like high fashion is for the gender lines to be completely eradicated where women are wearing men's clothes, like men's wear is really popular. And now we have people like uh, this guy is uh, the boy band kid. Uh, Harry Styles mm -hmm. is celebrated. You know, I saw that he was like uh, he won 2020 for his fashion mm -hmm. and all he did was wear women's clothing and women's earrings. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand. Yeah. Prince did that a long like, time ago. Uh, rock yeah, and rollers, rockers, not before Prince. I could tell you right now, there was some white dudes called uh, called hairbands. They dressed like chicks mm -hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. But I, I don't think so. they took it as far. I mean, they didn't show up to the red carpet wearing a dress. Yeah, I don't. Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. But but that's because now it's even simplified. Mm -hmm. You know, now that's brave. Well, how's that brave? What's it? It's you know. How is that brave? How does that fix anything? What you? To be honest with you, I don't care what someone wears as clothing, right? I know mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do and not do, and what I'm gonna wear and not wear. But how does that make you brave? How does that make you win? This is the stupid game that we're playing. It used to be like, wow, that song moves me. You know the story, right? <laughs> you know mm -hmm. now it's about. You know, some kind of fake bullshit that you do, and now all of a sudden you, that you're brave. I'm pretty sure that there's people going viral, or or if they're already viral, they're making themselves more viral by going, oh, by the way, I'm gay. And then people are like, oh my God, it's so brave. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's... And, uh, and, and then that's just catapulting them more, right? And it's just a stupid game that we're playing. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just trolling everyone. Of course, and... Going back to this this kid who was wearing the dress is the fashion icon of 2020 because he wore a dress. Mm -hmm. He actually um, made him like use the use that to kind of you know create buzz where he was like I don't really know I don't think it's anybody's business whether I'm gay or bi. It's like well you're the one who's saying it so mm -hmm. why you're saying that to create buzz and that's the thing now. Mm -hmm. um, but I personally think that our obsession in the last couple of years with identity is uh, causing us to become more and more separated. You mm -hmm. know, we've become too focused on the individual uh, or tribes and that's mm -hmm. actually splitting us up as a country. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I think um, you know. Here, look. I want to. I want to switch, but it's kind of like in the same vein because I mm-hmm. saw you guys. Um, from I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see the show, but I did look at the thumbnail, which is very horrible and shallow of me. But I noticed you had Wonder Woman in your thumbnail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you guys talk about the Wonder Woman movie? Did you guys actually see it? I did, and I was so upset. So I am a okay. huge comic book fan. Right. Uh, love, <laughs> love, love the movies. Yeah, I want to. So I want to talk about that because I think this is a really, it's a good example for us to go into if we want to talk about the Wonder Woman movie. I saw it myself. I believe I saw it on Christmas Day when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. And for, for you know what, tell me what you think of the movie. Let's get into it because I think some of this stuff happened in the movie, and I was just really, I just really want to talk to you about this a little bit here. While we're waiting for these things to come in, and keep in mind that it's still early, and you're probably getting like big chunks um, of certain places reporting. Right, I think right now it's forty-five percent reporting, um, and it's going in the Democrats' direction. But go ahead, tell me what you thought about Wonder Woman. Okay, so, um, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the movie, but mm-hmm. here's my advice, don't watch it. That's how much I did not like it. So, save yourself the two and a half or three hours, whatever it was, um, in aggravation. It actually ruined my day. That's mm-hmm. how bad I, I, I did not like the movie. Um, my kids general, kept saying, what is happening? We looked at it with our sons who are 20 and 21 so Lola myself we watched it and it was really long it was longer than mm-hmm. two hours but which was fine there's long movies that I love but we just kept saying WTF what is happening here <laughs> yeah a lot of people thought it was going to be woke and that's why it was going to be bad it actually wasn't woke it was just bad um poor writing poor CGI and just a, a director wrote the screenplay so she should just stick to directing because she completely just i try i think they try to be woke but they did a bad job of being woke and i, I think it goes that was woke. I think it, it was just think, like but, if you believe and everybody has to believe kind of thing like well I can know. i tell you where that comes from can mm-hmm. i tell you where that comes from it's to go back to what you were talking about with harry styles and the dress you're not mm-hmm. brave because you wore a dress you're not brave because of your sexual orientation i could just tell you that right now Right. Everybody has a sexual orientation. (laughs) What does it matter what yours is? It doesn't. Right. That doesn't make you brave. And I Mm -hmm. think that this movie to me is an example of that. Like eventually this is so fake and so contrived and so photocopied that you're putting out something and you think you're brilliant and you're not Mm -hmm. brilliant. And that's what I saw in this movie. Like it was trying to. First of all, they were trying to copy a lot of movies lately have been going back to the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Thor did that. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy did that. So they're trying to mimic the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of vibe where he was a kid in the 80s and that's the music that he had. They were trying to mimic that. So they were trying to mimic 80s like a Superman movie. But if you're making a Superman movie in, in, or Wonder Woman movie that's mimicking Superman in 2020, it's one thing to do the colors and the fashion that people wore and that as a set piece. It's another thing to be as stupid 
and as ridiculous as a, as Superman was back in the eighty in, in 1979 when they put it out. They were limited in technology. There's parts in that movie where like the actor, like one of the actors, the bad guy, you know, in the beginning there was a scene in the mall and there's just these stupid, there's, the whole thing was just stupid and it was like they didn't have the technology we have today. There's a scene where the guy is pre like pretending that he's wrapped up in the lasso but they didn't CGI the lasso in. And there's these stupid scenes of like a guy falling through a thing and spinning around and doing all this stupidness. And so you don't know where this movie is going. Is it a spoof? Is it trying to say, look at how stupid 80s movies were? No, when they made Superman, they did the best they could do with that technology. So when we, like I was a kid in that time, right? In 1984, I was literally 14 years old. So in that time, that was the best tech that they had. So when we went to the movies to see that, we knew that these were storytellers using what they had. When I'm looking at Wonder Woman now, I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? You have way more than this. Bigger budgets, better technology, but you're doing this nonsense. And I don't know, it was just, it was just all lost, all wasted. They were, it was just like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. Yeah. You know? And, um... I mean, CGI and the filming were the worst parts. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't have made it the trash it is. The, mm -hmm. the actual story, the writing was terrible. Yeah. Um, well, they just they just flipped the story from the first one. So in the first one, she was a fish out of water in the wor in the real world. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, and yeah. in this one, um, he comes back and he's a fish out of water in this world. But it was just so stupid. So, for example, there was a, like, he was looking at a train, like, oh, my God. Okay, in World War One, there were trains. In yeah, the but first then all movie, of a sudden he can, in the first movie, they went a on a fighter jet. I know, but in the first movie, they went on a train. So now he comes and sees a modern train. What's changed in trains in 100 years? <laughs> if I come back here 100 years from now, and they're making trains from carbotanium... <laughs> And they just look different, but it's still a train running on tracks. I'm not going to be like, oh, wow. <laughs> you can actually go back to the first movie and see them on the, on the train station. Mm -hmm. And in this one, they're on a train station. And he comes back and he's like, <gasps> you know, it's I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Yes. And what like you said, he, he was flying a biplane in the mm -hmm. first one. And then all of a sudden, magically, they go to the to the aerospace museum. And a plane just happens to be functional over there and fueled up, you know, and he's able to fly. Um, uh, and it's not a modern. I think uh, obviously that was the 80s. But the jet, um, someone will tell me exactly when that jet came from. Maybe that jet in the movie was from the 70s or something like that. If Walter was here, he would know um, exactly the thing. But how did this this guy go from flying a biplane, which is basically just a stick, didn't have too many switches, <laughs> And then now he knows how to go in there and switch stuff and like, oh, this is it. No, no, no. She would have more of a likelihood having lived over all that time to be able to fly a plane than him. But it was just this dumb thing. And then magically she figured out how to make stuff invisible. Mm. Um, how so. did you feel about I saw a lot of people getting upset about the fact that Wonder Woman was pretty much um to use the R word, mm -hmm. uh, taking advantage of the 
person that took over Steve's that Steve took over. Right. Yeah, because is, it was a stupid. It's a he stupid didn't consent. Yeah. That's what a lot of people were saying that um, it was kind of messed up that uh, she was sleeping with that person and that person did not know. So in in a sense, that was. Uh, well, you know, and, th- and that's an example of how they've gone so far with their wokeness that they don't even know that they're woke anymore. Mm-hmm. And th- and this is what I'm saying, because if this the, the roles were reversed here and it was Batman or something and his girlfriend came back in the body of another woman and he slept with her. Right. Or Superman, let's say. Everyone would say, well, that's horrible. That's like sexual assault of using someone's body without their permission. But in this, that they didn't see that. And, and the thing is, is why did they even do that? Why, you know, this like the wishes in this movie were so powerful that it created walls, you know, made people wealthy. He created... could have just come back. He could have just come back without having to take someone else's body. Yeah, he could have just come back. Oh, you're back. You're, you're alive now, you know. So, yeah, it was a stupid movie. But I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that this is how far gone these guys are that they don't even know. In their minds, they did something amazing. And in most people's minds, including liberals, including social justice warriors, they were like, wow, this is uh, this is a horrible thing. So it's one of the worst movies I saw in 2020. It's interesting to watch. I don't know if you got to watch any of the um, the interviews of mm-hmm. the director and the cast um, from like the post uh, press junkets mm-hmm. and all that. The way they talk about what they did with that movie, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. These people mm-hmm. think they made a masterpiece. Yeah. They were so I'm... proud of it. But this is what I'm saying to you. That's how we know we're doomed. Because if you think back to the dodo birds, if you guys don't know dodo birds, dodo birds are these creatures that lived, you know, a long time ago and went extinct because they were so stupid that they just walked off the edge of cliffs and stuff like that and just died. Right. I'm simplifying it. But basically, you know, this is what makes you that right, because you you think you're so smart and so clever and you've got this all figured out and you're so advanced that you don't realize like in Congress, you think these people like you think this guy realized what he was saying was stupid. Nope. None of these like you think the people in Congress who are supposed to be doing they're supposed to be working for us for the people when they decide to take to to take these measures to go vote on this kind of stupidness to take out mother father brother sister and all that from their language they don't realize they don't realize that they're stupid they don't realize that they're dumb and this is why we're going in this direction in the world folks are just you know just walking blindly off the edge of the cliff. So I, I think this is how you know. So, this is so the what sign. do you think about um, where the country goes at this point? I've, I've kind of gone back and forth about it because that's mm-hmm. how I feel like you're going back and forth. It, mm-hmm. I think, oh, there's going to be a civil war tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I think, oh, no, nothing's going to happen and we're just going to fall into this, into submission. Mm-hmm. So where do you think, in your personal opinion, that we're going to wake up a month from now where is this country going to be? Um, I don't think things are going to happen as quickly as a month from now. But what we're going to get is more of this. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's less of us. And this didn't start happening a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It started happening a lot longer than that. So the results of what we're going to... Like now we're just coming to the heated moment. Right? Mm-hmm. 
we're just coming to the heated moment right now where the older people that know better than this are just tired. So I, I myself, this year, I'm going to be 49 years old. <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of like creeping into the category. of the, But I'm talking about like my um, my parents are in the 70 something year old category and the 70 something year old people. They're just tired. They're like, hey, I got a couple of years left on this planet. If these idiots burn it down, whatever, I'm not going to be here. Right. And then the, the so. The younger folks, they don't care. They've got it too good. They're too spoiled. They don't realize that like, they've, they were born with too much. Even the ones who believe that they've suffered or whatever were born with too much compared to us. So, so we're in, we are in the position where we see a lot of what's going on here, but it, everything is tipped in a way that we can't really, you know, we can't really do anything about it. Because there's a lot think, of people our age that don't care about this. Do you think there's a possibility for a pendulum swing? After this? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think I, I don't. Like I said, I think that um, that because the world, because everything is so good, there's going to be a magnetism towards this nonsense for a long time. So it's going to I don't believe that it's going to happen in a month or a year. But I think in a couple of years, as things start getting implemented and then and with and people are not thinking about who's going to pay for things, how are we exactly going to do this? You know, whatever they try to do, I'm not doing it. I'm not complying with it. Right. In terms of what we do as gun as gun people. But there's a lot of other things that they're going to do when they start uh, when they push it through and, and the majority of people Right. The people who are out there, if they're real people voting in in Georgia and they're voting for Democrats, when those people start saying, of course, everyone should just get paid for just because you're alive. You should just get money. Right. When they start doing all these things that they want to do, it's going to take a couple of years because we could keep printing money. We could keep doing a lot of nonsense. It's going to take a couple of years before it really hits us hard. And, and, And I could tell you that, um, when I came to America in the early 80s, I could see that. America had done some things coming out of the 60s that all this stuff that, that folks believed in the 60s and the 70s and all that created a situation in America. And a lot of people have forgotten about it because it wasn't a Great Depression. But I grew up in, in, in New York City when it was like all crack. Everybody just wanted to get high or rich. So either you were smoking the crack or selling the crack. Right? And we're going to we're going to have to wind up in a situation like that where everyone is just tuning out and and everything's just falling apart. We see we've forgotten about that. You know, because we went through the 90s and the zeros and everyone was getting a house. I mean, I came to America and like if you actually could afford a house, you must have been wealthy. <laughs> You know, and then we went through this thing not too long ago here in America where everyone went and got a house, including people who shouldn't get a house. And then they couldn't pay for it. And it was the economy was supposed to crash, but it was artificially propped up. But a lot of that is still going on. You know, and and it's going to continue until it really does break and it can't be fixed. Go ahead. Sorry. I have a feeling I know you're saying like it's it's not going to happen within a month or two. It's going to take a couple of years. Um, we're going to get into this complacency of, of getting used to getting paid for things and not doing anything. 
But I feel like that's not sustainable. And eventually it's going to end up, well, causing a huge inflation, um, which I think I was listening to economists say that it's already starting. Uh, housing prices and property prices are starting to go up already. Things are starting to get more expensive. You just can't pump this amount of fake money into an economy and expect it to not have repercussions. Um, and I think people are going to start feeling that because they have this fake high of, oh, my God, I'm getting all this money or the minimum wage going up and making more money uh, or getting money for free. And they're going to realize that that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's waste. Like, it, it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything um, when you can't actually get anything or live a good life anymore. Um, I saw... I was telling uh, this story, uh, forgot where, maybe on our show, um, that a friend of mine who's, uh, it was Monday morning, she put a meme up and she, and it said, uh, and you wake up and you think you hate Monday mornings and then you realize you don't hate Monday mornings, you hate capitalism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was supposed to be like a pro back when it was a Bernie thing, pro Bernie thing, you know, pro socialism thing. And it's like, people don't realize that getting free money doesn't mean, you know, and being anti-capitalistic doesn't mean you don't get to go to work. You still have to go to work. It doesn't mean we don't have to keep living and, and producing. You can't just expect us to just sit back and relax and get everything for free. And somehow, like, what's going to run this country? It's going to crash and burn. Right. We're going to stop having those things, those nice things. Those nice things don't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Can I tell you what I think? So here's what I think in my humble opinion. Just bear in mind... My humble opinion, that's, I'm joking, right? Because my own opinion, I think, is everything, as a lot of human beings do. But here's what I think about it. You, it can go on. It can go on. As long as there's people like us who work, who have businesses, who we get up every day and we work hard and we do things and we create, right? It can go on as long as we carry it. Here is when you know that it's going to end, when we stop carrying it. That's when we're in trouble. But here's the problem. It's, I've said this many times on this podcast. This is called the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, right? It all comes from Who, who Moved My Cheese, from the idea of that, of that story, if anyone's ever read that story. Like, you know, basically it's about these two mice. They're in a maze. They go, they, they figured out the way to the cheese. They keep going there every day and getting fed. And then one day they go there and there's no cheese anymore. And what happened is that the cheese got moved. And the whole story is about what do they do now, right? Do you change what you're doing or do you still keep coming over here expecting there to be cheese every day? So mm -hmm. to, to take that and I call this who moved my freedom because I believe that the same thing's happening with freedom, that we're all in a maze. We all keep going to the same place every day thinking there's freedom there. Someone moved it and we all just keep going there and we're not changing. The problem comes the day when the majority of us who are actually working and doing all this stuff that's keeping everything going, right, when we stop. And that's a lot like... I've always used the analogy of aliens. So if the president comes on TV right now and says, yes, there's aliens, there are overlords, they got more tech than us or whatever, and they own us, and they just want some people's children, that's it. What do people do? And I always say, what, what are people going to do? 
And you all have to ask yourselves out there, what are you going to do? Because if the truth, like you could lie to me if you want. Most people are going to lie to me. But the truth is, and I'm telling you this, the truth is, if the president did that tonight, tomorrow morning, most people are going to work. But ask yourself, you don't have to tell me what you would do. Just ask yourself and tell yourself the truth. Because if you think that tomorrow you're still going to work under those circumstances, that you're still going to go out there and live your, your life every day like, oh, okay, I'm still going to, I still got to pay my mortgage, <laughs> right? I still have to get to work at such a time. I got to punch in. If most people do that, which they will, most people are going to do that, okay? Even if they try to pinch themselves and they're not waking up, even if they check Google, they go get by a newspaper, <laughs> And it's like, oh shit, this is real, there's aliens. Most people are still going to work. Well then, the aliens are gonna be fine. We're just gonna be offering up our children as food or whatever the aliens want to do with them. And that's, so that all sounds crazy, but that's a reality of what we're talking about here. Most well, actually, people- Actually, doesn't sound that crazy. <laughs> because we've already seen it. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is when do we reach the point where people go, well, that's it. I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to have my own business. I don't want to employ people. I don't want to do that anymore. Forget it. I'm done. Right? Because I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to pay someone. Uh, I'm not going to pay someone $50 an hour to punch buttons in McDonald's. You know, I'm not going to pay uh, like 90% taxes so that Everyone else can stay home and just make money. It's when people go, nah, that's it. <laughs> you know. So that's the that's the thing. Uh, Gunfather Precision says, I'm going to work, but I have supplies and I'm going to bend. Uh, and I'm not going to bend to the government or, or, um, or the aliens will. The thing is, is when we all decide like, no, I'm done. I'm not going to pay your taxes so everyone could do whatever they want to do. You know, I'm not going to pay the salary of these idiots. I'm not going to support this anymore. I'm not going to comply with your nonsense. That's when it's over. Because guess what? If we all, if the productive people in society all refuse to participate, eventually you're going to be looking at like Zimbabwe money, right? When it becomes that, they'll go, oh, yeah, okay. But what they're, they're, they're going on is that we're all going to go, all right, you know what? I still got to go to work. Okay, these things are illegal. I'm just going to hide it in the attic. So that's, that's the thing. And that's why I say to you, it will take a long time. My, my proof of that is if you look at China, China has so much money because us, right? We're consuming, a, like America... With 350, 70 million people is consuming a third of the world with 7 billion people. So what is that like? You know, two point something. We're consuming for like two point something billion people here in America. And China has a lot of money and they're building cities. They're, they've, they've run out of inspiration so much in China. They're just replicating cities from around the world. <laughs> right. And they're just doing all of that. And they could keep going as long as they have that. You know what happens when, like, China is so not afraid of us that they actually uh, lost control of a virus that infected the whole planet and nobody bombed their asses. 
right? And guess the funny thing is no one had to do that. All we had to do is go, oh, guess what? We are done. We're not going to consume anything from China. We're going to shut that down. You guys can't send anything over here, nothing coming in here. If that happens, sure, it's scary because cars, all kinds of stuff has stuff from China in it. But we're America. We can we can build things and we you know, we'll make it, we'll survive, we'll go along. They're the ones that can't go along. We're actually carrying them. That's why they can keep building those cities and doing all the craziness that they're doing. But we're still carrying them because we're in this weird kind of like relationship. Even the companies in America are giving their secrets, their, their secret sauce or whatever to China because it's like, OK, they're going to steal it and get it anyway. And we just want to be able to do business there. And then, we just, you know, so. Well, if you go on that um, argument or down that line, it all boils down to human nature and human greed and what people what people are willing to do for the the buck mm -hmm. because if you look at where we are in this country based on you know talking about china and, and how much of our soul as a country we've been away to china it's on the backs of those the media the companies everyone's pockets are getting lined um and they're choosing to line their own pockets and support China or back China and protect China versus their own country. Mm -hmm. So it really boils down to human nature is more inclined to be greedy um, and look out for themselves than to be patriotic and have a love of country. Yeah. And it, and it has to get bad. It has to get bad. So when, when was the last time it got bad? Around 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. Right. When things got so bad, people were like, forget this house. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this house here. You want it? You can have it. I'm not going to go work three jobs. <laughs> it's not even going to be enough. When people started abandoning things, that's when it got bad. But what happened, though, the, the government came in and bailed out all the banks. And the reason why they bailed out the banks over the people is because that's all it needs to keep it going. Right. As long as the banks stayed, the banks kept giving lending or whatever. And then we all me, me included. We all kept borrowing. We all kept doing. So this is the thing. Like, are we going to come to the point where like, well, forget my nice cushy bed every night? Because what this all means is you don't know. It's not that your guns will be packed up nicely in the safe, you know, and you're sleeping over a nice, you know, warm house or your air conditioning is going and you can go to sleep comfortably. No, you're going to be sleeping with one eye out under the stars, clutching your guns and your family nearby. And one of you is actually not even going to be we're going to go right back to caveman days or whatever, you know, with that uh, saber toothed tiger on the hunt for us. And we're, and none of us really want to do it, me included. And that's the thing. If we're not if we're not going to get to that, then we won't get to it anytime soon, man. We're just going to just like keep going. You know, we're just going to keep going. And then folks like me and you will be like, oh, now we're too old. Who cares? And that's why <laughs> I'm not having kids, Tank. Uh, well, you know, that's a, you, that's what you, you tell yourself now. That's me. what you t huh? You made my argument for me. Well, that's what you tell yourself now. Life was always tough. People were having kids when, t when life was really tougher than this. People were slaves and they were having kids. True. 
you so know. it's time for a check-in on the... Uh, yeah, let's take a look at that. we got a couple minutes here. What are we... How many percent are we uh, reported in? Um, 59%. And it's still... Things are very off. close. I mean, it's not a huge number mm -hmm. that's... Um, they're up. It looks like 1,266,000 votes. They're all very close. Uh, all these numbers yeah, it's close. are very it's close. Like 50, yeah. 000, it's 50,000 votes right now. Um, 50.9 for Warnock, 49.1 for Loeffler. Mm -hmm. Let me see the other this one. This is going to be another nail biter. I'm just saying, oh, yeah. yeah. It's even less for Ossip and Purdue. Mm -hmm. uh, looks like 20,000 and change. 50.6% to 49.4%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, what if this is not uh, conclusive either? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So real quick, Vanessa Kitty says, I'm sure some of us will still have kids. Absolutely, I'm going to have kids. You have to go look at, um, you have to go look at Idiocracy if you haven't already. So that's the thing. Like, don't let the stupid people have kids. You guys are very intelligent. You're good people. I'm not trying to tell... Don't have kids if you don't want kids. I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your life. But ultimately, the way for human beings to survive is they have to have kids. Look, your kids are more like... Wait, your your children are more likely happens. to think like you and, and Rolando. They're more likely... My kids, our kids, Lola and I, our kids think like us. Mm-hmm. So the way for me to survive is I have kids. They think like me. I train them how to survive. That's how it works. You know, so. But I'm not trying to convince you to do it. I understand. I have lots of friends that, um, that believe that. Ultimately, though, you can't let just the, if the stupid people keep having kids, that's how we got here. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. OK. So what do you think about all this predictions? We're at nine o'clock already. We've got a couple minutes. Uh, I would ask everyone who's still hanging out with us to smash the thumbs ups. I want everyone right now to tell us how they think this election is going to go. I'm going to let uh, Joanna. I'm going to end the night on optimism and say that it's only 50 percent in. Hopefully that uh, it will swing around and the GOP will take the win. Um, oh, it looks like Atlanta is partially looks like when it won't tell me what percent, but it looks like if the shading in the map, it looks like at least 50 percent in. Right. So. Um, yeah, uh, Vanessa Kitty says teach the kids. Well, math is really important. Uh, teach your kids how to make and read maps and use compasses, etc. make fire, etc. Yeah, teach your kids how to make things. Teach them how to understand. It's not the physical things you have, it's what you have in your mind. So you know what I think about this? Okay, it's actually, if you look at it, right? So we're looking at these numbers right now. It says, uh, and this is from freaking Google, right? Let me throw it up here on the screen so we can show people what we're talking about. If they're looking at us in the time machine and wondering what we are talking about, um, so it's about 60% in, and these numbers are very close. So the uh, Democrats have the edge, the Democratic Party has the edge over the two Republicans, but it's literally 50.4% to 49.6%. So less than a percent uh, with Ossoff versus Purdue. And the same thing for Warnock versus Loeffler, it's 50.8 to, 50 to 49.2, so less than a percent. 
And um, what I'm going to say about that, Joanna, that's actually not good news for Democrats. Really? Yeah, because I think if if they were going to if they're going to win decisively at 60 percent, you know, this we would have pretty much been there. Remember, they're probably going through all the mail in stuff and all of that. So what that says is that all of those things at this percentage, right over the 50 percent mark, if it's still close, it's now going to come down to those votes that went in today. Those people who held off and those are well, more that's, likely that's to be Republicans. A very good question. Did they count the mail in ballots and did they do the thing where they were allowed to mail it in up until today? If that's yeah. the case, this is gonna drag out for a few days. It is, but it's actually gonna give the edge statistically the edge is gonna go to Republicans here. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if Democrats were going to do it, if they were able to really turn out the numbers, at this point we would be seeing it. But it's still close. They would have been pulling away. What's actually happening is as these numbers are coming in, they're leveling out. So to me, I think it means that the last minute voting people are going to call this election. But who this is me just I'm I'm not an expert on any on any of this. Right. I'm just an idiot on the YouTubes uh, talking. But I think that it means that it's going to come down a lot to who voted today. But who went out to vote today? Democrats have been pushing all their people to early vote. So obviously Republicans Republicans tend to vote in person day of. Yes. So Republicans have voted and Democrats have voted before. It comes down to who voted today, who waited until today to vote. And that's where we can get the edge, especially if it's close. If Democrats are pulling away, I could go. So it's going to be a nail biter. I'm not calling it for like Republicans or anything like that. I I think the thing that makes me pessimistic, just like you, is that there's massive corruption in this state. You know, um, so and, and then Michael Avins is saying, I'm sure if the D's find themselves down, they'll find more votes in the wee hours. Uh, and Kathleen Music Lover says votes keep magically appearing. That's what I worry about, you know. And Gunfather Precision says unless they supposedly count the mail-in ballots last, like they supposedly did in the general. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. If this reflects anything like the general election, well, then they're hosts. Because then they're going to magically find all those mail-in ballots that they were hoarding. Yeah. Uh, That's the reason for my pessimism. (laughs) But I think that this is not like this is a weird sign, right? To me, typically, when you look at this stuff, this is a sign saying that uh, Republicans are going to win in this. When they do these runoffs, Republicans traditionally turn out uh, more than Democrats do. So Democrats did all their, they pushed everyone to do those early votes. But remember, Democrats early voted, so did, so did uh, Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I think it's going to wind up coming down to what, what, so either way that it goes, we'll see. It's very close for, at 60% to be very close, that kind of means that like uh, Republicans are catching up here. Uh, right now, as someone said, I mean, it's 63% and, and it's 50-50 with the edge yeah, to it's Purdue. it's getting closer. It's getting, whoa, wow. It, uh, so. Also, uh, 1,312,000, Purdue, 1,300,000. Oh, oh, it's getting even closer. It's uh, 3,000 votes, 2,000 yeah. vote difference. This is ridiculous. It's 
Yeah. So it's not good for Democrats uh, necessarily, but we'll see. You know, yeah. um, I, I'm getting to agree with you. Yeah. Len Holt says, I feel so disenfranchised. Here, look, tomorrow we're going to get up and, and we're still going to be in the same world. Some of the rules will be different. But remember, there's going to be more elections. Um, and maybe like it's not just uh, it, it's not just those guys who are sleeping like we're sleeping. A lot of people on our side are, are sleeping. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, how do you know your vote is ever counted regardless of party? Um, you don't. You don't. That's what Rolando said. <laughs> you don't know. I, I can't, put, I can't lie to the, you. We uh, put our faith in the government, and mm -hmm. this year we found out the government uh, is not to be trusted. Well, a lot of people found out. A lot of people already knew that. Well, I mean, the, the people just pulled votes out their yin-yang, and we're going to ignore that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there and we're just going to ignore it. So, um, you know, it's uh, we, we, regardless of what happens, we have to live in the world is what I'm trying to tell you guys. And we have to keep fighting and we have to find new and different ways to fight. And those of us that are that are young enough that we're like motivated enough, we have to fight and we have to forget about the people who don't care anymore. Right. Because they probably won't be here that much longer, but we will. And if we do have kids like one of the big reasons why I fight so much is I worry about like my kids living in a world where we didn't fight for anything and then they just lose this stuff. You know, so um, and I don't mean the, my guns that they lose. I mean that they lose their rights. Well, a lot you know? of people in the 2A community get so focused on just the gun aspect, but they don't realize they should be focusing on the bigger aspect of freedom because what do we have, you know, the, the guns are, the reason why we care so much about them is because they protect the freedoms. Mm -hmm. So this is an underlying, we should be focused on freedom in general mm -hmm. that we're losing and we will be losing. It's not just about the guns. The yeah. guns is the first thing that you'll see or the, right. the tangible, but yeah. that's pretty much a sign that it's, no more uh, a free country. Yeah. Now, listen, you were one of my partners hanging out with me on election night. And you did, you went long, you, you did, a, you know, Rolando left you frying. <laughs> he was just like, no, you got this, babe. <laughs> Lola does that to me when she doesn't want to do something. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, what do you want to do? You want to uh, give this a couple of minutes? You want to get out of here and we'll see what happens with this in the, in the morrow? Uh, I'll leave it up to you. I don't. I don't think this is going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's sixty-five percent. Yeah. It's flipping it keeps back and forth. getting closer yeah. and then widening and closer and widening. Uh, I think it's we're going to still be talking about this in the morning. Yeah, it's going to come right down to the line. It's going to be anyone's guess. Um, I say, you know, everyone should just uh, take it easy, including us here. We should. We should probably sign off and uh, do what we usually do here and then come back tomorrow and talk about this, if we know tomorrow. Um, if you yeah. see them freeze this vote sometime overnight, though, like they did on election night, bad things coming. Yeah, they better not. <laughs> bad things coming. Because that's what that was all about. They just froze that. They just froze it and they magically found things. So, um Let's do this. Uh, Joanna, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have been doing a lot of stuff. 
uh, to help us out here and spending a lot of time. Tell these people out here what they can do to give back to you guys to help you and Rolando for coming and hanging out with us. How can they support you? Uh, you guys can tune in to our podcast on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. We are the Locked and Loaded Latinos on YouTube. You can also find us on Instagram. We are on the other social media platforms. Uh, I'll be completely honest, we're not on them very much. Um, but mostly Instagram and YouTube. Give us a uh, subscribe. Give us a watch Sunday live at 7 p.m. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I'm going to show the uh, I'm going to show the channel here um, on the screen so you guys could see uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos. That's where you all need to go. You need to subscribe to that channel. These guys do this. Um, every Sunday. Um, it's a great show to watch. It's a lot of fun. They have some very cool folks on there. At some point here, I need to uh, figure out a way to get my butt on there. But yeah, uh, I'll make we would it happen. love to have you. Huh? <laughs> I'll make it we happen at some point. Yeah, I, pro I promise you in 2021, <laughs> it will happen at least one time. Okay. It will happen at least once. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure I do the rounds. It's just that I'm working here all the time. But you're um, one of the busiest guys in the biz. Uh, so. Yeah, it's not, which is not a good thing necessarily. <laughs> but I am trying to make the rounds. Like I've got to go on Edgar's show. I think I'm supposed to go on uh, We Like Shooting sometime next week. I'm trying to like catch up to uh, folks out there. I know people ask me all the time, but I'm, I'm trying to do that. So go support these guys on social media, but especially go to YouTube and subscribe to them. They're great. They're amazing folks. Um, they could really use you guys' support. And you're going to have fun. And, you know, there's something there for the ladies. Rolando's got that sexy, deep uh, Puerto Rican uh, <laughs> voice going. <laughs> you know, for the dudes, of course, there's Joanna. She's awesome. You know, um, go check them out and support them. Uh, so far as us, I want to thank Franklin Armory for supporting us here um, on the podcast and other places. I want to thank all of you guys for hanging out with us. Um, definitely, if you want to get the 2020, was uh, I got to send you guys some. Did you guys get a? Did you guys get any patches? We did not. Lola's been mailing out a lot of stuff. We'll figure that out one way or the other. But uh, 2020 was hell in a handbasket. This is available on HankStrange.com, and um, you can you can go get that. I'm gonna run the end in right now, and then we'll be right back. All right, make sure you guys uh, subscribe here to the channel. Uh, smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell. So you can uh, be notified when we go live. We are going to rip out the audio from this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcast from. Um, yeah, I'm looking just one last check, Joanna, before we do the last word. It's still it's still uh, neck and neck um, out there with uh, what percentage is it reporting in? Back to 50.1, 49.9, also Purdue. Mm -hmm. And 50.47 and 49.53 for Warnock Loeffler. Yeah, so that's just um, that's just with uh, with 65% um, in reporting. So I'll, Joanna, I'll let you have the last word here. I know we were really pessimistic. Well, I was at least uh, super pessimistic at some points, and actually all over the place um, with my what I think is going to happen. Uh, but I want to just remind everybody: don't give up, no matter what happens. It continues and we will prevail. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We're out of here, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a Peace. good night. Good night.